following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. We're going to dive right in. Hey, did you enjoy worship, first of all? Was worship not amazing? We love Ricardo every time that he's here. He has family here, and it's always an honor um, to have Ricardo leading worship with us today. I got to thinking about a Father's Day message and talking to God and just trying to think through what, what is it that, that as a dad that I want to hear on Father's Day? And Lord, what would it be that would, that would help us as fathers and as men leading our families and our children? And I think the best gift that I could give to you today is not a tool set, like some of you want, not a Leatherman or AirPod Pros. Now, don't get me wrong, those are amazing. But I think one of the greatest gifts that I could empower you with today is to help you recognize the voice of God in your life. And you're going to understand why as we dive into it today. But if you, if you have your Bibles, we're turning to the book of John chapter 10 And the word of God says this, the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and Jesus would often use metaphors as he calls himself the shepherd and the church, his sheep. And he says, the sheep listen to his voice. He calls out his own sheep by name and he leads them out. And then when God has brought them all out on his own, he goes ahead of them. Verse 4 says he goes ahead of them and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. They know his voice. Now, it continues to say, but they also never follow the stranger. Let me say it this way. They never follow competing voices. The voices of the world, the voices of of the things that the enemy would try to to speak into your world. In fact, they run away from competing voices because they do not recognize the stranger's voice. Wow. I wonder what would happen if everyone under the sound of my voice today, everybody watching online, I wonder what would happen if we chose to listen for God's voice in everything that we did. How would your family be different? How would your relationships be different? How would your, your job and, and your relationship with your coworkers and, and your boss, what would it look like if you chose to listen for God's voice in everything that we do? So for a few moments today, I wanna to preach to you from this subject, the gentle whispers of God. The gentle whispers of God. And if I... If I know anything about the word of God, here's what I know is that we serve a speaking God. We serve a God that enjoys talking to his children. That's you and I. And I'm not really even speaking on some cosmic level like God likes to speak to the church globally, which that happens. But I'm talking about on a personal level. I'm talking about individually. God likes to, to talk to his children. He, he's, not, he's not a distant God. He's not some faraway God that props his feet up on the earth and just kind of, ooh, just do this, boom, boom. No, no, no. 
He is a God that wants to have a up-close and personal relationship with you. In fact, the God that I'm preaching about today is not a critical God. He's not far away. He, he, he is up close and personal and wants to have a relationship with you. And if you will allow him, men, I'm going to speak to you directly because it's Father's Day, but I think that the message today is overarching for every person under the sound of my voice. But if you will let him, I have a feeling that by the time we leave here today that you're going to start feeling that nudge of God. You're going to start to, to recognize the gentle whispers of God. And I think that there's, there's several reasons um, why God speaks. And I, I want to run through a couple of them quickly. And then we'll dive into really what I want to talk about today. And what I feel like the Lord would have me share with you. But I think one of the reasons why the Lord would speak to his children is to facilitate friendship. And I know that sound, perhaps sounds, sounds kind of odd. But a lot of people don't see God in this way. That he would be a friend. They see God as this evil dictator trying to tell them what they can't and can do. And most of the time, it's a can't do. Because if you serve God, you, you can't do anything fun. I mean, it's a miserable life. Like, like that's the, 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 out, the overview that many of us have of, of living a life for God. But I, I'm coming to tell you that he wants to be a friend that sticks closer than a brother to you. In fact, we know it's true because in Exodus chapter 33, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face, right here. It's not, it's not some like indirect, no, no. He is speaking to Moses face to face. And isn't it interesting, like in, in our prayer times, this is what I found to be so true for many of us is that when we're trying to, to talk to God, especially if we're new at this, right? And it's not something that we're super comfortable with. I feel like a lot of people have this belief that God is from England, Like you, you have to get so sophisticated with the way that you speak. Oh, dearest, heavenliest, fatherest on highest, most highest. Huh? You're, you're confusing God and I'm not sure he can even be confused. We, we talk to him like we, we just some language that, no, no, no. He wants you to talk to him like you talk to your best friend. And I know you've heard this all your life, but I, I wish that you would try it, that when you lay your head down, sir, when you lay your head down, ma'am, that you would just, Lord, I love you. Wow. God, it's so good that I get to wake up another day because of your goodness and your mercy. He wants to have that kind of relationship with you. And I think, for me, anyways, that's the way that the Lord speaks to me. Dear sonnest, bratest. <laughs> no. He's a friend. God wants to have an up-close, personal relationship with you. I think another uh, reason why God speaks is to give guidance the Lord sees dangers and he sees roads that we shouldn't take and he's trying to guide us along the way. I think a third reason that God might speak in our lives and, and personally to each one of us is to provide perspective. 
Because what you, what you see in the natural is not always what's going on in the supernatural. What you see in your right here, what the circumstances that you see, see a lot of times what you think is the real issue isn't the real issue. And God says, listen, I know you're standing on the edge of the ocean and you're looking out and you're like, how there, there's no way I'm going to make it through this. There's no way that us as a family are going to get through this. And he says, I've got a different perspective. I'm, I'm a little bit higher up here and I'm looking down and I can see how everything is working together. He speaks to give perspective. And so if we, we know some of those reasons why God speaks, and that, that's great. I, I, really, for me, I don't, I don't really want to know why God speaks. You want to know what I want to know? Is how God speaks. That's what's important to me so that when, I'm, when I walk out of here today, and I'm, I'm back with my family today, and I'm, I'm on the roads driving with crazy drivers, we're going to get there in a minute. When I have to walk into the office tomorrow, that I know how God speaks so that I can recognize the still small voice of God. So what does it look like when God speaks? And I think if you study the word of God at all, you'll, you'll find numerous ways that God speaks. But, but one of the reasons is, or one of the ways is through his word. You read his word and you see that God speak to us. Things can jump off the pages of scripture and you're just like, man, that's the confirmation that I needed. God speaks through his word without question. He speaks through prophets and, and pastors. He speaks through circumstances of life that we might go through. But I think there's one that I really, I want to key in on for the remainder of our time together today because I feel like it's, it's a way that God communicates so often, but it's also one that we miss the most frequently because it's not jumping up and down. Hey, this is God. This is what you need to do. No, no, no. I want to talk to you about the gentle whisper of God. This, this simple, gentle nudging of the presence of God, this, this prompting in your spirit. Like, oh, what, what was that? Was that the pizza I ate? Was that... <laughs> the gentle whisper of God, and to illustrate this, I want to turn your attention to the Old Testament book of 1 Kings, chapter 18. And Elijah fights the, the prophet, or Elijah the prophet fights Baal and secures this amazing victory. But in chapter 19, if you read the word, it says that, that after the great victory, it shows us that Elijah becomes depressed and he's, he starts thinking that everybody is against him, that nobody's on his side. And he's actually running for his life and he finds himself hiding in a cave to the point that God has to come and show up and speak to him. The Lord's like, I got to show up and speak to him and let him know that I am here with him. That I, I'm, I'm with you, Elijah. I am, I got you. I got to show up and let him know. And the Bible would say this in verse 11. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain. 
in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Can you imagine that being you? It's like, I got to show you. I got to show you what this looks like. This is what the Lord is speaking to him. And then a great and powerful wind came and tore through the mountains. It tore them apart and it shattered the rocks before the Lord. What? But the Lord wasn't in the wind. Hmm. He didn't speak that way. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But again, he wasn't in the earthquake. God didn't speak in and through the earthquake. That would seem right. That would be a good way for God to speak, to just shake you. Hey, bread. Like that would be, I would recognize that. Like sometimes we feel like that's what we need. Just shake me, Lord, so I know that it's you. But that's, that's not how God did it here. Uh-uh. And then after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord wasn't in the fire. Wow. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. A gentle, the whispers of God. And here's what I know about you, Dad. I've got three kids of my own and we're just 10 years into the journey. Some of you are a lot further along than I, but here's what I know about you is that you've got a lot of weight on your shoulders, that you're juggling a lot of things. You're trying to make sure that your family's provided for, that your wife is taken care of. You're trying to to juggle the pressures of work and not working too much, but working enough to where, uh, if I know you right, Dad, not just to give everything that your kid needs, but to try to give them everything that they want. And so you struggle with trying to work hard, but then being home at the same time, and you struggle when you're trying to pay the bills, and you're like, oh, man, we spent too much money eating out, and we, we got to pay the light bill. And you're trying to figure out where it's all going to come from. You're trying to figure out how you're going to pay for college, and then the kid tries, is trying to get a new car. They're trying to get a car. Dad, I don't even care. Just give me like 20 bucks to buy a car. I'll take that. Well, I'm trying to come up with 20 bucks. You got a lot of social pressures on you, dads. And here's what I know is that it's easy to get extremely busy in life. And if you're not careful, you'll allow the competing voices, the noise that's around to drown out the gentle whispers of God as you lead your family along the way. And so this is why I think this is the greatest gift that I could hand you today is to try to help you understand the importance of hearing the gentle whispers of God because I know that there are so many competing voices in your world. But if you want to lead your family in the direction that God wants you to go, I'm telling you, you have to recognize the gentle whispers of God. And so I want to show you how you can recognize these and where you can find the gentle whispers of God and how God whispers. And I think the first way, and there's a lot, but we don't have time to dive into all of them, so we're just going to pick a few of the highlights and talk about them today. I think he whispers through encouragement. And I know you're like, well, really? Okay, I need something more than that. But I really think, I think he's whispering encouragement all day long. See, it's easy for you and I to become discouraged and somebody gets you fired up at work and you are so mad. 
Or you wake up and something happened and before your, your feet even hit the floor, the enemy is attacking you with thoughts in your mind that you're not good enough, that today's gonna be the day that your boss walks in and says you're fired and the enemy is already throwing so many competing voices at you that you are frustrated and upset before the day even gets going. You're discouraged, but I think the God that we're worshiping is a God that whispers encouragement. By the way, the God that we serve is not a God that fusses at you all the time. The God that we serve is not a God that beats you over the head with a stick and tells you how bad you are. If you're listening to that, let me tell you today that that is not the whispers of God in your life. That is the competing voice of the enemy that you are allowing to infiltrate your mind. That's not the kind of God that we serve. The things that he whispers are, you are my child. I love you more than you can begin to imagine. I know you're not perfect, but when you fall, I will pick you up and I will put you back on, keep walking the paths of righteousness because you are, you are my child. And by the way, anytime you walk in the doors of this church, you will not hear us beat you over the head with a stick and tell you how bad you are and how awful you are, that you're not going to make it, that you're never going to hear that from us. And don't, don't mistake it. Don't mistake it for this. You will walk in here and hear preaching that will convict your soul. That will happen. But you will never walk in here and hear us condemn your soul. That is, <laughs> no, 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 you'll hear conviction but we will not condemn. We will encourage because the God that we serve is a God that says, you are my child. You are my child. We just believe that God is for you and he's not against you. And I really believe there's a dad in the room today. There's a dad that's watching online right now that needs to know you're not just raising children of God, but you are a child of God. You are loved by your heavenly father, that he loves you more than you can begin to imagine, that there, your mind can't comprehend the love that he has for you. See, I, and I know you're the same way, but I, I love my kids. But sometimes they frustrate me. Just sometimes, at least once a day. <laughs> but if I'm anything like you, and I'm sure that I am in this, in this arena, you've done something, something similar. My kids know that it doesn't matter what they do. I may not agree with it, the, the sinful act that they commit, but they know that I'm going to love them that you're never gonna run away from your daddy. If you, if you run away from your daddy, baby, <laughs> pack me a bag. I'm gonna be on your heels for the rest of your life because I am your daddy and I love you more than you can begin to. There's nothing that you can do to drive my love away from you. This is, 
This, this, that is not rocket science. That's just the way that God put in all of us parents. And, and I know, dads, you've had those same conversations with your kids, that there's nothing that you can do to change that. And I've got good news for somebody in the house today, that God knows exactly what you did last night. And he didn't kick you out of the family. Why? Because you are a child of God. He loves you more than you can even begin to love your own kids is the love that he has for you. And he doesn't look at his kids through the lens of what they were doing. He looks at his kids through the lens of what they can be. And that's how he looks at you today. Dad, that's how he's looking at you today. Listen, I know that it probably hasn't been perfect along the way. You may not have gotten it all right as they were younger, but I'm telling you, your heavenly father is looking down at you and he's saying, listen, I don't see you in through the lens of what you did, but I see you through the lens of how that changes today and the kind of dad and the kind of husband that you're going to be moving forward because you are a child of God. God wants to encourage you. He whispers words of encouragement. And then he would also whisper, whisper warnings. Have you, ever, have you ever felt that? If you've been around church for any length of time, you've heard a phrase like this. I just, I feel a check in my spirit. That's the, that's the gentle nudge of God that says, hey, 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 hold up. Hold up, hold up, nuh-uh. Just stop. Just take a breath. You're going this way, but I need you to pause for a moment. And I think you need to start going in this direction. And I think if we're not careful, dads, we'll allow the competing voices to drown out the whispers of warning that God would have for us as you lead and guide your family. Dad, can I go here with them? Competing voices, oh, I don't have time to deal with this right now. I've got a lot of work to do. I got The gentle whispers of God says, hey, hey, Dad. Dad, think about this. Think about this. Hang on, Dad. Check this out. I feel a check in my spirit. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. This is crazy. The Bible says that they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Watch what they were forbidden to do to preach the word in Asia. It was a good thing that they were going to do. But God said, hold up. Hang on. Warning. Because what you don't know is that if you go there, there's going to be people waiting on you to kill you. And he says, hey, you whisper. Whisper of warning. I know, I know what you think you're doing is good, and it may not be bad on the surface, but I'm telling you, there's more to the story than what you can see. And I've come to whisper gently the word of, of caution and warning. Hey, 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 just, just think about it for a second. This is how he works. The whisper of warning. In fact, this played out in my life one week ago today. And I want to share with you a little bit. We... My oldest son, Windsor, is 10, and we dropped him off at an overnight Christian camp on Sunday. Uh, or on, uh, 
I don't know. Yes, Sunday, last week after church. That's what it was. And it was a Christian camp. Cassie and I were driving. We took him. I mean, it was, Daddy did okay. This was a week-long camp with our, you know, our firstborn. Like, this is a big moment. I'm still not sure Mama's with us. Where She's still probably crying somewhere about having to drop her kid. He's home now, but she was still crying about dropping him off. I'm kidding. But it was, this, it was awesome. We hugged Winter. We prayed over him. I love you. Have a great go get him. Ah. He does, and we're in the car, and there's tears in our eyes. Oh, we're just this a milestone parenting. Holding hands. Thank you, Lord, for family. We're driving home, and traffic was bad, y'all. Bad. But it was moving fast. We were going at a high rate of speed, which I was grateful for. But there was a lot of cars on the road. And I'm in the fast lane because I was going fast. And I am, I'm not, like everybody was, it was kind of the same distance between every car. You know, like I wasn't riding anybody's tail, but I was up close enough to where you don't need to try to get over. You know what I mean? You ever been there? We just dropped Winsor off at a Christian camp. Oh, God, thank you. And this guy is just right here. And then there was this young punk. I'm not going to tell you where we were, what road we were driving on, because you might be a member of this church, and we're going to pray for you at the end of this. Then we're going to pray for me. And we are driving. Y'all, I'm telling you. The way that traffic was flowing, there was just, you just couldn't get over. Like, no, it was not the appropriate time. You didn't put a blinker on. You didn't, there was nothing. You just came up from the other lane. And then, whoop. I had to slam on the brakes. And then I proceeded. I mean, y'all, it had to be 20 seconds. I was just, all the joy of the Lord, just, uh. and it felt good. Y'all, it felt so good. But the story gets better or worse, depending on how you look at it from there. Because then after I took my hand off the horn, I put my other hand on the wheel, and I was like, it's showtime. Let's go. And I took my right foot and I jammed it down on the pedal. And I proceeded to ride his tail for what felt like 25 minutes. I mean, y'all weaving in and out. I was, I was right there. It was amazing. It was like Fast and the Furious. It was such a special moment. And then the story gets better. Man, you can see, like, he's looking at me in his mirror over here. You know what I mean? Like, I can see his eyes. I'm like, bro, I know what you look like now. It's on. <laughs> and you know what he does? He just kind of sticks his hand out the window. And, mm, that was me in the bird. <laughs> so you know what I did? I stuck my hand. Oh, I did not do that. I did not do that. I, did, I didn't do that. <laughs> Amen. 
And here's the best part. Y'all are like, oh, Pastor Brad, you were probably driving some cool sports car. You're like, oh, yeah, this is, I was in a minivan. You don't mess with the father of three going 100 miles an hour in a minivan. Y'all, I got that bad boy up to 100 miles an hour. That is God's honest truth. And as mad as I was, y'all, I don't get mad. I don't know what it was. But then I, I felt, really, I felt in my spirit just, hey, you were angry at this guy because he could have just killed you and your wife. Like that's, I think that's what really upset me. Because I, I feel like I've done a lot of funerals lately of just for no reason. You know what I'm saying? And it, I, that was on my mind when he cut me off. And I was, oh. But then I, I felt that check in my spirit. that says, Brad, if you keep going at the rate that you're going right now, stop. Stop. Just hold off. Relax, take a deep breath, because if something happens now, it's not on that guy. It's on you. I said, okay, God, I got it. And then I proceeded to follow him for another 20 minutes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he will use, he will whisper warnings to you. And I'm not trying to over-spiritualize that moment, but he knew what was lying ahead. I didn't know. I don't, and I still don't know what was ahead, but I believe that God spoke that gentle whisper of warning for my good. Hey, you are my child, and so is that young punk. <laughs> so if that's you, come up to church, come up to me after church. Let's talk. I will apologize. But if you will allow him, he will speak into your life and give you guidance, words of warning that will keep you from a lot of issues that you'll have to deal with down the road if you keep going on the path that you're going. Can you hear the gentle whispers of God? The gentle whispers, it's a, a simple nudge. It's a simple, hey, is this the wise thing to do? Hey, maybe you, no, 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 hey, don't date, don't date him, don't date her. Hey, hey, married man, married woman, uh-uh, that conversation has gone too far at the office. That social media interaction, uh, hey, 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 pump the brakes, pump the brakes. God has given you an amazing spouse. Don't mess it up in a moment of lust. Turn the computer off. Stop. But if you've got all the competing voices and you're allowing the enemy to speak into your life, it's going to drown out the gentle whispers of God. And I think the third, and not final, but final for today, way that he whispers is through the whisper of direction. I think one of the most asked questions I feel like for me anyways as I talk to people just about life and you know what what should I do in life pastor Brad I'm, what's the will of God for my life I need I need direction I need 
I need to know which way to go. Some of you are trying to find direction for your life as you sit here today. You're, you've got a decision weighing about your marriage or about getting married or staying with that person or a job opportunity or should I sell my home? Like, let's get practical in the Austin market right now. Should I sell my home and set me up for years to come? Should I hold, what should I do, Lord? There's, there's questions. I, I need direction. I need, I need guidance. Should I start this business? I know it's a crazy time, but Lord, I, see, God will speak to you in moments like this and give you direction for your everyday life. He is an up-close and personal God. He wants to help you in those avenues of your life, but here is the key, and you have to listen closely because it won't happen if you don't do this. You have to involve him in the process. You have to invite him in. He's not gonna force himself into your situation. A lot of times it's not through an earthquake. Stop it. It's not through the fire. It's not through the wind. It's through a gentle whisper. They won't be drowned out because of competing voices and all the stuff that life would put on your plate. The gentle whispers of God involve him in the process. Watch this, speaking of direction, if you're looking for direction in your life and you're wondering, is this true or are you just making this stuff up, Pastor Brad? Luke chapter two and verse 27. It's a story where Jesus was dedicated in the temple as a baby and Simeon was moved by the spirit to go into the temple. The Holy Spirit says, hey, I've got an assignment for you. I need you to go over there and pray for that child. I know what you're doing, but you need to, uh, here, I need you to go here. I need you to move in. This is, this is the avenue that you need to flow in right now. Paul, in the book of Acts, was compelled, the Bible says, by the Spirit. What is that? It just means that he felt this direction from God to go to Jerusalem to preach the gospel there. God will give you direction. I don't know what he's saying specifically to you. Maybe it's, hey, slow down. You're doing too much too fast. You're gonna burn out. Or maybe he's telling you to speed up. Get up, get off the couch, go get a job, support your family. Be the mom, be the dad that I'm calling you to be. Here's the direction. And here's what I know. I know what God is speaking to every single one of us collectively as a church, and it's very simple. And it's this. Go all in with me. Go all in. Because here, here, here's the problem. And I want to illustrate it with this wonderful trough that we have here in the stage. Here's where we live our lives, right here. Walking like this. 
I've got one foot in the things of the world. Then I've got my other foot over here in the spiritual things. And if you're wondering why you're having a hard time hearing the gentle whispers of God, it's because you've got your feet in two different bodies of water. And you can't hear the gentle whispers of God like you want to hear them, like you need to hear them until you say, you know what, Lord? I'm totally surrendered to you. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired and it literally is draining me to live my life straddling the fence, so to speak. Would you stand with me? If you want to hear the gentle whispers of God in your life, like maybe you've never heard before, it starts with saying, Lord, I'm all yours. And maybe you've said that before, but maybe you need to say it again. God, from this moment forward, I've allowed the things of this world to overtake my mind and my heart. I haven't been, I haven't been living right. I haven't been thinking right. I haven't been the mom, or for today, I haven't been the dad that I need to be, and, and I'm tired of it, Lord. I want today, I want you to know that I am all in with you because I am ready, I'm ready to hear and feel the gentle whispers of God again. I need that heavenly direction. I'm tired of, of living from my own abilities. I need you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Nobody's looking around. I wonder if you're in the room today, sir, ma'am, on this Father's Day Sunday, and you say, you know what, I'm ready again, or I'm ready for the very first time to go all in with God. I'm ready to surrender my life wholeheartedly. I know and I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I'm ready to say from this day forward, you will be the Lord of my life because God, I need, I need to hear. I've got so many decisions in my life and I don't know how to do, I need to hear from you. And I'm ready to commit to you today. If that's you, when I count to three, I don't want you to be shy. I don't want you to be intimidated. When I count to three, I want you to throw your hand in the air and I'm gonna pray for you. One, two, three. Wow. And I know we say this all the time, but there are so many hands lifted. And this is not just preacher talk. I'm telling you, there are people surrendering their lives to Jesus all across this room today. So Lord, right now, I thank you for every hand raised today and every heart represented. God, I don't know where they are with you. I don't know where they are on this journey with you. Maybe they've, they've made this commitment to you in the past, but today they recognize that they've gotten so far from you and they, they need clarity. They need to hear your voice again. They need to feel the prompting of your spirit again. Or maybe it's for the very first time that they say, Lord, I commit to you because I, I want to hear your voice.
I want you to lead me and guide me. I want that wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit that leads and guides me. God, I thank you for what you're doing right now. I thank you for for every individual in the room who is committing their heart and their life to you. And I pray that you would bless them for it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Come on, can you put your hands together for Jesus today? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Wow. All right, dads, I got some homework for you. I'm good at homework. Let me rephrase. I'm good at giving homework. Every day this week, I want you to try this and just see what happens. When you roll out of bed and your feet hit the floor, I want you to make a statement that's similar to this. I'm open, Lord, to hearing your voice. That's the first, try it this week. Maybe this this whole idea of hearing God speak and feeling his nudge is weird to you, and I understand that, but he wants to talk to you. And it starts with just simply saying, Lord, I'm open to hearing and feeling your gentle whispers in my life. And then here's the second part, and this this is key, because here's what I know about God, he speaks. It's not God that has a speaking problem. It's us that has a hearing and listening problem. So God will speak to you. He will nudge you. He will whisper to your spirit. But here's the second part of your homework. Not just, Lord, I'm I'm open, but here's the second. I'm eager to respond. God, whatever you, whatever direction you kind of turn my heart in. Lord, I don't want to just hear it, but I'm going to follow the gentle whispers from you. And I'm telling you, your week is going to be amazing. Your li- Listen, I don't, know exa- I don't have the formula, but I'm telling you that if you are open to hearing and feeling the whispers of God and you will follow those simple, gentle nudges, your life will begin to move in a direction that will bring you closer to God than you've ever been in your life. So let me pray for you as you leave. Lord, we love you today. God, I'm so grateful for the amazing people that I get to come to church with week in and week out. And Lord, I thank you for talking to us today. Lord, I think the greatest gift that we as dads could have today is to hear your voice, to hear the gentle whispers from you as we lead our family, because in this day and age, Lord, I need you leading me so that I can properly lead my family. I don't have what it takes to lead them on my own. And so, Lord, I trust that you will speak to us. And Lord, we will be eager to follow. Bless us the rest of this day. And let every dad not have to fold laundry today. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for being in church today. We'll see you right back in the house on Wednesday night.